0: So Savannah, thanks for being here. Savannah, the collegiate softball player at Oregon. Let's start with, how did you find softball or did softball find you?
1: Well, my mom found it for me, honestly. Okay. I started playing baseball from the age of three till I was about nine. And then my mom decided it was probably time to transition over into softball. So then started playing softball and fell in love with it. No. what position do you play? I'm a middle infielder, but dominantly a shortstop. Nice. My daughter plays softball. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So
0: she's, you know, has a dream to play in college as well. And we know it's a lot for the parents, it's a lot for you. There are some milestones in life that you sacrifice and miss to be able to be in your sport. With that said, like, how do you think COVID impacted? You and your season, and just your life overall as a collegiate athlete.
1: Man, it was hard. At first, it was really hard because COVID hit my senior year, which was supposed to be like my best year. And I had just transferred into like a school in my hometown, so I was really excited to finally play with like everybody I had grown up with. It and then when COVID hit, like definitely messed with me. I was definitely upset. I didn't really understand what was going on. It was hard. It was definitely really hard at first because it's hard to just like your senior season you're so excited it's supposed to be the best season yet it's supposed to win all these big tournaments and win your league and all of a sudden just got like taken away out of nowhere from something that like has never happened in my lifetime at least so it was definitely hard at first honestly being sad was like definitely like the first reaction i was like sad and confused but after a while after like i let myself have my few days of pouting about like season and being worried about everything going on i finally uh Realized it'd probably be a good time just to like check in with myself, get back on track. Like I had been missing like a lot of things like working out because I would come from games or I would go straight from games to work out and my workouts weren't like at 100%. So I think like during COVID, like one thing that definitely taught me, like although it did take away the game for a little bit and playing games against other people and traveling to play. One thing that definitely got me through COVID was workouts and really taking time to get like better myself as an athlete altogether and mentally too as well.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Such a toll. I mean, it's not over yet. You know, at least we're not having a shelter in place right now, but there's still restrictions and different things. Like what were some of the things that you did to kind of take care of yourself as a holistic human who happens to be a collegiate athlete?
1: During COVID, one thing I really wanted to focus on was like eating. Cause I mean, you're always go, go, go on the road. So Sometimes you don't have time to like eat as healthy as others. So one thing I really focused on was like eating during COVID. And then I'm religious. I'm a Christian. So I knew I had been missing... Because softball is always on the weekend. Every Saturday, Sunday, you're playing in tournament. So one thing I really wanted to make sure I also did was get my relationship right with God and be in the right mindset. And
0: yeah. Awesome. Again, I love continuing to get to know you. So how did you relate in your relationship with God, how did that go then? And has it changed now? Now things have opened up a little bit.
1: Honestly, my relationship with God is like, to be quite honest, like just like every person, life has ups and downs. Like my relationship with God has had ups and downs immensely, like just throughout college or even in high school, this is not like my second year. So I think when I really took a step back and like realized, like I've never been the one that can do this all on my own. I realized like God has really helped me get here and he said, "Put me in the right places and help me make the right decisions and lead me in the right path." And I kind of just once I started like kind of giving him all the glory and then focusing on him and really focusing on my relationship rather than just saying I have a religion. I think that's when like things started to turn around for me, at least. Yeah.
0: Just like any relationship, there is its ups and downs, and there are places we have to reevaluate and check in. So why would that be different with your relationship with God? I mean, it's really what you're saying, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 What do you think the major challenges are right now as a collegiate athlete, like whether it's on or off the dirt?
1: Honestly, I think a big thing right now is kind of social media. I think social media plays a big role in a bunch of athletes. And I think it plays a role in mental health as well. I, as a younger athlete, when I was getting recruited, I wasn't recruited until my sophomore year of high school. And before there was a rule that you couldn't get recruited until sophomore year or going into junior year everybody was committed in like seventh grade, eighth grade. And like, they're posting on social media. And I was like, man, like, I wish I had that. And like, I really wish like I was committed and I'll do whatever I can take like to get committed. And then now, especially now with COVID and everything, everybody was inside. And then now that they're out, like everybody's posting. And it's like, as an athlete, like you're on the road 24 seven, you're giving up your time to go play against other teams and have the opportunity and potentially put yourself in a position to have the opportunity to play at the next level, it's kind of hard watching like other people like having fun, like your friends on the weekends having fun with each other, going to the beach, doing this and that. And you're like, "Well, great, I have to be a softball." Or even with these new NIL deals, like mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard. It's hard to watch. And you're like, "I don't understand. Like, how did they get that? And like, why are they making so much money? And they're making a lot of money. This and that." Think like it's hard nowadays for athletes to like understand like all that time you're putting in. It really does pay off. And the NIL deals are kind of hard because you don't really know like how much money they're getting. You don't know what's going on with that. So that's probably one of the biggest things that I think affect athletes right now, especially like with social media and everything going on. Like you don't fully understand the full story, but like you just see like all the highlights because that's all social media is. So
0: exactly. No, I think that's huge. Your social media and the pressure of the NIL right now. I mean, I think that's great that you can say like all the work pays off, even if you miss going to the beach on the weekends, even if you miss a prom or something like that. Or, I mean, for you with COVID, it was a traditional graduation. I mean, you didn't get to have that (laughs) due to other reasons, but like there's so much to gain. And if someone's willing to put the work in and understand that it's worth it, everything else will be okay. But that's a mindset, right? That's a way to like think about it that not everybody can, right? I think social media, like you said, it's only the good stuff most of the time. I mean, primarily. And then it's like, oh my God, like it makes me second guess myself when I see that. When, like you said, the full story isn't there. And then I think that a lot of athletes I've found in working with collegiate athletes is that they then start to second guess themselves or start to make different decisions or take it too personal um, what's being said. Like, oh my God, if that's me, then this is what I should do. And that might not be what's right for you. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's good. I mean, are there specific ways that you take care of yourself around social media and the pressures for
1: NIL? Honestly, at first, when it first started happening, I had a hard time. I was like, what is happening? Like, why is this not happening for me? And Like, it was hard for me to understand at first. And I would be a liar if I said, like, I wasn't worried about when it first happened. Like, oh, how are you gonna make money? And this and that. But then this kind of goes back to like getting my relationship right with God was like, I trust God to put me in the right place at the right time and put the right people in my life and the right opportunities in my life. And I think that's where kind of like I stand is like, I know if I go out and chase something and it's not aligned with what God wants for me, then it's not going to work out. It just won't. It'll never work out. So I think right now I'm kind of just for me, at least like with social media, like I'm on social media and then I have to take a step back and kind of realize like social media is not everything. I remember how I was when I was going through a lot mentally and I was like, I would still push on post on social media every day. Like, Oh, great day. love it here. Like so beautiful, this and that. And like mentally like, I wasn't actually doing well. Like I wasn't actually happy. So I think taking a step back and realizing like, it's really just a highlight real of people's lives. And like, I try to be as real as possible on social media, like with whatever like is going on, like I'll post the highlights, but I also have like another account where it's like just my daily life and like anything like I want to say and like, yeah, like today was not that great, but it's okay. (laughs) Like tomorrow's a new day. I just think it's important to kind of like step back. And I think for me, it's just like realizing life's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's going through something. And with the NIL deal, same thing. It's like, if it's not aligned with what God wants for me and if God didn't place it specifically in my life, then it probably isn't worth it in the end. So. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I love that. What you're saying is it comes back to your faith, your belief, your relationship with God in the way that you give to it and receive from it. And I think boundaries, you're talking about stepping back boundaries, knowing when enough's enough or when that's like too much for me to handle right now based on where I'm at. So like hearing all this good stuff, although I want to be happy for them, it makes me feel bad. And so being able to like set the boundary and then be creative enough to set your own account where you can actually express yourself honestly. That's all great. I think that recognizing that when we do those things for ourselves, it actually improves our mental health. We feel more solid and strong. We're of different generations, you and I, and like the way this culture shift right now around athlete mental health. I mean, would you mind sharing like some of your experiences like with yourself or your teammates around mentality or like mental sport performance, the mental aspect of the game? mental health when you said you weren't doing so well, like anything that you feel comfortable sharing.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm pretty open about like my story and how I grew up. And I've always been one to kind of be like the big person in the room. Like I even though I'm obviously the smallest I'm only five five and really little. So <laughs> but mentally I always felt like I was the biggest person in the room. I had competed against all these big time athletes that are now like going to big time schools or to the league and all these things. And I know I always pushed myself when I was younger, but like I never realized like how things like affected me mentally and it really hit me in my junior year of high school. My junior year of high school, I went through a lot. I was kind of bullied during my season, one of my best seasons of my life. And I had gotten every single award and I'd won everything like I had wanted and everything I got put up for I won as far as like athletics wise, but I wasn't really happy at all. I honestly would think that was probably the worst time of my life, even though I was doing so well, like performance-wise, I wasn't doing so well mentally. And it really affected me. It affected grades, affected my relationships with people. And then senior year, senior year I uh, transferred out of that school. And I started to feel like, oh, I can be myself again and this and that. And I was connecting with people that I had grown up with. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and I couldn't be around anyone. And it was like, I was just with myself once again. And it was hard for me. It was really hard. I think mentally, like being alone is never good. Honestly, we're meant to build connections with other people. So I think when I was kind of just alone and by myself, it honestly like really hurt my mental side. And then when I went to college, same thing, I wasn't really ready to go to college. I wasn't really fully there mentally. And it caused a lot of issues that turned into health issues, caused a lot of relationship issues with other people. It was honestly probably one of like the worst times of my life mentally. It really messed with things outside of like just what was directly in front of me. It messed with so many things that I didn't realize in the moment because all I could focus on was like just trying to get through the day and just trying to wake up for things and go to class and do this and that. And it honestly hurt me pretty bad. It hurt me pretty bad to the point where like I ended up choosing to leave the school I was at and find a new school. And I honestly hung up my cleats. I quit softball. To be quite honest, nobody really knew. I called a few people. I called my coaches, some coaches that had helped me said, I look, I love softball. It's cool, but it's costing me way too much mentally to keep continuing. And I want to enjoy life. And if this is what's dragging me down, then I need to step away. It took a bunch of people around me to like help me out. Reaching out for help was a big thing for me. A lot of people have like this stigma against people reaching out for help or I don't know anything. Athletes like are supposed to be the strongest minded and they can't even have a moment where they're sad or something's wrong or something's going on. And I think that's like one thing that's really dangerous. Cause for me, I felt the same way. I was like, I can't say anything because I'm supposed to be this big time athlete with no problems and everything's going perfect. And like, it was hard in the moment. And until I got that help that I needed, I wasn't like right. And I wasn't making the right decisions. And I was not like anywhere where I needed to be in life, making the wrong decisions. Yeah. There's just so much stuff going on. And I think until I got that help that I really needed, that's when I started to like turn my life around again and, get back on track with where I wanted to be. And then right after I like, retired, I got a phone call from OSU saying, hey, like, want to offer you? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I already quit. Like, and then it took a conversation with them. And then my mom, because my mom is like my biggest supporter. And my mom's like, just do it. Like just one year for me. Like I took you to travel ball and this and that for so long. And like, I paid for this and that. And you just have a talent. And like, I know you're gonna use the talent God gave you for good. And I was like, okay, like I'll play one year. I ended up taking the offer, and then right when I got to OSU, I loved my teammates. Fell in love with the sport again. My coaches really helped me through a lot. Everything was so much different. I got the help I needed. People were like willing to like surround me and help me and say like What do you need? Like we're here for you." And I just found my love for like the sport. I found my love for life in general again. For talking to others, and honestly, like if I was in the same place mentally, I wouldn't have met a bunch of people that I've met at OSU or even probably played at OSU either way. I'd probably be at home right now. I don't know. I'm doing whatever. Wow, Savannah.
0: Oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing all that and being so open and vulnerable and honest. It means a lot to me. My listeners are going to get a lot out of it as a parent who might be listening or a collegiate athlete, even a high school athlete, like the ways that we go through these stages in life. I mean, basically what you're saying is that when you were being bullied, you were being traumatized. (laughs) Somewhat. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to be dramatic, but I just want to be real and honest that bullying is a pure abuse, right? And it's traumatizing, traumatizing. And so you were in survival mode. Let me just get through the day. Let me just like get up. Let me just go. Trauma has an impact on our mental health, on our physical health. And so it sounded like you were experiencing all of that impact and that it became the worst time in your life inside, but yet outside you're performing well. I mean, I hear that a lot from the athletes I talk to that like sometimes the sport they play is their shield almost. Like I can go through the motions there and still not be myself until I can't. It's there for a bit, but then it's like, it's not sustainable. And so I think it takes a lot of strength and self awareness. And again, I know your relationship with God to like shift that, to change your whole environment, to get away from the environment that was traumatizing and be in one that is welcoming of you, that like uplifts you, that supports you. Cause I think softball is not an isolated experience. You play it with people, right? You play it with your team, like you play it with people that you connect to. And if you don't, you can experience the sport really negatively. But if it's good, you can experience the sport positively. So it's almost like not really softball or any sport, whatever it might be. It's the people that you surround yourself with, whether it's your coach, your trainer, the opportunity to meet with the sports psychologist or sport performance specialist or therapist or anything like that. Any of the team behind the athlete, that has to be solid and positive or else I think any athlete would not be at their best. I mean, do you agree with that? I completely agree with that. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's what you're talking about in the conversation we're getting into, a lot of people need to hear. and A lot of people need to see that, that as a parent too, that like, oh my God, she wants to hang up her cleats. Okay, that's her choice. Let's unpack it a little bit. It might not be the sport itself, but the environment that they're playing the sport in.
1: Right. And that was one thing like I had talked about with other people was like, I remember I was like in this church sermon and they were like, suddenly like you're in an argument with someone and then, and then you're bringing up all these other things and it's not even the other things that are bothering them. It's something behind that. So it's like the problem isn't really the problem anymore. It's something else going on. So I think for me, my mom was like, she knows who I am. I mean, all parents, trust me, they know their kids well my mom's not athletic. My whole family's not athletic, but my mom like knows my sport and knows who I am in my sport. And that's not my identity, but like who I am and how I play in my sport. And she knows my mindset and my goals and everything going on. So I think when I had told her that, like I had wrote her a whole three-page letter talking about like my mental health and saying like, I'm not doing well. I honestly am having a hard time even like getting up, like I can't do it anymore. Like I just need to go away for a little bit or like, just kind of mellow out and not play anymore. And I remember she like sat me down and had to talk with me and she's like, what's really going on? Like, why are you not enjoying the sport that you put so much time and effort into? And I think it like came down to like other people ruining it for me or like, Oh, my mental health. But it wasn't just like my mental health caused by like the sport itself. It was like things going on within the team dynamics or within other people and once we kind of like talked that out she's like look this is your sport and this is like what you were born to do you're meant to share your gift with the world and I think that was like a really big thing for me is my mom having a parent be able to sit there and tell me like this isn't you like I know who you are and being able to like sit down and actually having that talk what meant like the world to me that she even knew me or like knew what was like going on she knew that wasn't the problem was I hated softball I don't hate softball she knew the problem had. Kind of been focused around like other things, like people and teammates and things going on at home or in the classroom. She knew. So I was like, it meant the world to me that she even like sat down and had a talk with me instead of just knowing, like, all right, you're done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, she sounds amazing. Yeah, she is amazing. It's awesome. I mean, in, in some ways, she saw you in the situation you were and could see it with a perspective that you didn't have because you were in it. And she's your mom. She knows you and she's having these conversations with you to really understand, like, I have those same conversations, just trying to understand what's going on so I can help and or step back. Like sometimes it's not anything I can do, but just have a conversation or pose an idea, and then we may or may not talk about it later. But I know that my daughter's thinking about it, right? So I think it's awesome when we're talking about sort of the impact of like social stressors on our mental health. It's just like looking at physical health or stressors that impact our physical health, whether it's a sprain or a break, right? And then there's a diagnosis of that sprain or break. And then there's a treatment plan and then recovery, right? How did you recover and get back to yourself mental health wise? You said that you reached out for help. What kind of help did you receive and what did that look like?
1: At first, I was, of course, like I was completely against it being like an athlete in this day and age. I mean, mental health is stressed a lot, but you don't really see a bunch of people posting about, like, oh, I got help because I had all these things going on. And I was like, I know I'm not the only one going through this. Like, there's no way. So that's why I'm really open with like my story, at least. But I think when I went home last year for Christmas break, I was like, look, I am struggling. Like, I really need help. I had to talk to doctors about certain medications that could help me kind of get back on track, like where I was. It wasn't that they said you don't need them long term. It's not like you need them 24 7 around the clock, but it would be good for you to take for a period of time until you start, you know, start getting back into your normal groove or like finding other things to help. So for me, it was medication. Medication really helped me at first. And it's not talked about a lot, it's frowned upon a lot, honestly. But for me, it helps me be able to function the way other people function on a daily. And that honestly changed my life. It changed my life so much. It changed my whole demeanor. It changed my physical. It changed my mental, everything going on. It really helped me. And then I had started talking to therapists. At first, I was like, I don't like a therapist. I don't like talking to people about my problems. So I was like, I don't know. But right after I'd gone home from my previous school, I started talking to therapists. And then of course, getting back into church and talking to God and really getting a relationship with Him, like figuring out a relationship. And, like, look, just talking to Him, honestly, like we talk about like prayer and praying for things in my household. Like you pray to God for like everything, no matter what, good and bad, and the good and the bad. You thank Him for everything. And I was like, look, God, like I'm struggling right now. Like I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh huh. I don't know what's going to happen. My future is in your hands at this point, And that's what it is. And I mean, He's come through so, oh my gosh, God is so good in everything no matter what good or bad whether he answers a prayer or not but for me it was like he kind of just put all the right people in the place in place for me to get all the help i needed whether it be therapy or medication or i also do neurofeedback which is really cool you just sit there and watch a movie so it's really nice <laughs> i picked the twilight series for that but honestly like he just kind of blessed me with a bunch of people in my life that truly care for me and i've grown close with a lot of people because of it and been able to make connections and help others out. Cause I know like, if I'm not sharing my story, I'm doing everybody a disservice. Cause I know God put me here for a reason. And I know he gave me a purpose in life. And I think this is a big part of like who I am in my testimony. So.
0: Thank you again. I mean, yeah, your story is powerful, inspirational, honest. I mean, being a collegiate athlete, talking about medication, therapy, neurofeedback, which is an up-and-coming mental tool, is so awesome. Your relationship with God is all throughout it. In my work as a therapist who works with elite athletes and does sport performance consulting, that medication, you know, there's so many stigma, not just about mental health, but then it goes deeper with medication. Like I think there's a misunderstanding about like, (laughs) and I'm just gonna be a layman. You're crazy if you go to a therapist, but you are super crazy if you're going to take medication too. It's just like, what? Like, we need to continue to have conversations like this, Savannah. We need to continue to provide accurate information that a lot of times, just like with physical health, there's a biological component to our mental health. Like, I could be born with diabetes or I could be born with a gluten intolerance. That's something that I am born with and I need to learn how to manage from a biological component as well as a social environmental component, right? And so that's not any different with mental health. We're born with dispositions around maybe being more prone to anxiety or depression or an eating disorder or whatever. And so we have to recognize that. And then your testimony is like, medication helped me, I was willing to try it. You were trusting, you had faith. I was willing to try it because I wanted to feel better. And like you said, I mean, I've heard this story too. So many times it's changed my life. I had no idea. I thought I was just like this. I thought it was my like personality. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I thought it was just how I'm wired, right? Like we don't have to live through it. We don't have to live through it. So that's so brave for you to just step forward into your own self, into your own light, to like recognize that. And then to add a therapist in conjunction, knowing that the medication is situational and might not need to be in your life forever. And if it is, well, that's that too. It's like just making those decisions that's right for you, right? It's just super encouraging too, because the work I do with my company, Ath Mindset, like bringing athlete trained and athlete centered therapists to college campuses to schools so that athletes have a choice of who they want to talk to. You and I both know like the wellness centers are like on campuses are super just overburdened. They're overburdened, right? Lack of a better word. Right. And if you do want to get to see them, it might be three, four or five weeks out. And they most likely don't know about an athlete's experience either. And that's neither here nor there. It's just a fact and the reality. And so to be able to talk with you and continue to learn about the population that I'm serving is super special and informative for me. So I just, I really can't say enough how much I appreciate just your openness and your testimony, really. Tell me more about the neural feedback. What was that like? How did you learn about it? What is it like?
1: Well, through softball, I've met like a bunch of people that I've made connections with, like lifelong connections with. And it just so happened, like I had put it out there on social media. Like I said, I'm not really closed off. Like not like I'm scared to share my story or anything. So I put it out there like things I've been going through or like things that have gone on in my past. Or I wrote this whole thing about kind of wanting to come into my own self and stop letting people tell me how to live and tell me I can't I can't do this and I can't post that because it makes me look like this and I can't like so I had put it out there on social media and I think it was someone I had played with and I was really young. I think one of their family members had texted my mom and said, Hey, look. I started Daughter's Post and she was like, I do neurofeedback. And she's like, it's honestly great. It's up and coming. Like you said, it's up and coming. It doesn't take a lot. It's literally just sitting in the chair. And I was like, honestly, I can do that. Like I can sit in the chair and watch a movie. I'm fine with that. I'm like, that's perfect for me, honestly. So yeah, that's how I started. That's pretty much how I got into it. The first time I had to take like this beep test, which was pretty cool. I, I didn't even mind it. I was just pressing buttons. So it was cool, but... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like a video game, right? Yeah, it was honestly just like a video game. <laughs> then you just put these little stickers on your head and then they just test your brainwaves throughout the movie. And it's pretty cool. It's honestly pretty cool. It's relaxing where I go to have like a teddy bear. So I just like hold the teddy bear while i watching the oh, movie. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Actually, it's really relaxing too. It's really nice.
0: No, it's great. I mean, you're talking about the fact that it's new and up and coming because there's technology that makes it accessible to like you and me but I recently learned that it's been around for like 60 years. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I didn't know that either. But like there hasn't been the technology to make it like accessible to the masses. So I think that's really, really important. And I love that you can say that you've used it, that you've tried it, that it's helped you. And you would have never learned about it if you weren't your honest self and telling your story because that person would have never heard it and then reached out and offered this as a thing that you could use. I mean, you know, in sport performance consulting. I mean, there's mental tools and mental skills. And the mental tool of biofeedback in which neurofeedback is a form of it helps us develop the mental skill of arousal reduction. And what that means is it helps us calm our nerves, keep anxiety at bay, stress at bay when we're performing our sport. So the ability to do that, you're training your brain to do that automatically. And when you put skills in place, like imagery, breathing exercises, systematic relaxation, things like that. It just the brain's already ready for it. It's like primed to take it to that next level. So I love it. I love it. I've been asking you a bunch of questions. You've been so open and free and I so appreciate it. If there was anything you'd want to say to an up-and-coming high school athlete or younger collegiate athlete in any sport, what would you want to tell them?
1: I would say be true. Honestly, be true to who you are and your values and how you've grown up. You go to college and it's a lot different. Now you're not always the big kid on campus. Honestly, nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten. Like, you go into college being a big-time athlete in your area, the number one player in your area, honestly. And then you go to college and you're a little fish in a big pond. And it's a little scary, honestly. And there's so many different things thrown at you and different beliefs thrown at you, a bunch of stuff. But I think, like, Really be true like to who you are and like remember where you came from. Remember, yeah, your values. And then I think one thing is like it's okay also to get help. It's okay to be different. It's okay to stand out. Honestly, a lot cooler. You meet a lot of great people like that. So Savannah, thank you so much. I know your
0: mom and your family are so proud of you. I'm super impressed with you. Thank you so much for spending this time. It means a lot to my listeners. I feel like this conversation, if it touches one person, then we did a good thing. I know it will. So again, thank you so much. Thank you.
2: One of my favorite things about our Sports Epreneur content platform is the opportunity to chat with amazing people in and around the world of sports. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to connect more, hit us up on Instagram at Sports Epreneur. Thank you for listening to this Source production, the Sports Epreneur Podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Sports Epreneur is a content platform, a collaborative team, and a marketing brand that is all about showcasing leaders and difference makers in and around the world of sports. While we create our own content, we also create content with you. This includes collaborative content and exclusive content for your brand, Think podcasts, blogs, social media, and overall content strategy. Our sports content marketing team is specifically niche for those in the sports industry. That includes sports businesses, athletes, managers, coaches, trainers, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in the sports market. The bottom line is we want to help with your sports-related brand, your content marketing, and your story. Connect with us on Instagram at sportsepreneur, or find us online at sportsepreneur.com. SportsEpreneur, the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide.